Hey, remember us? This is Caitlin. I'm Todd. This is the Racing It Out podcast. I know we have been absent for way too long. About a month. Uh, there's there's a lot of extenuating circumstances in terms of work and life, and Caitlin's been moving, and a lot of stuff going on. So I think I I said this maybe before, but I I apologize for the long distance in between episodes. We will do our very best to maintain on a much more regular basis. New new platform that we're recording on too, so that's part of the hiccups with with new technical things and, and innovations and stuff. But hopefully, we'll 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 be back on a much more regular basis. The good news, Caitlin, is we've got a lot that we can we can catch up on in this particular episode. About a month, maybe a month and a half's worth of work at this point, because I think the last podcast we did was the week after Trayton's championship. Yes, yeah, something so. like that. Yeah, so we're, we, we was, I guess that was around Canadian Thanksgiving, and now we're fast approaching uh, American Thanksgiving. So that we're we're doing another Thanksgiving uh, episode, I guess. I, I don't know, but the, uh, the one of the biggest things, of course, now is the schedule has been released. And the new logo, which is behind me, dun, for dun, dun. what was formerly known as the NASCAR Pinty Series, is now known as NASCAR Canada, which I think this is a great rebrand for the series. It's It follows the, the NASCAR Cup model in the United States, where there are multiple presenting partners, just as there are with NASCAR Canada. It just It's a smoother, simpler way to do it. The logo is pretty simple and straightforward. Got some nice red in it now, which is, is great. Uh, I, I just think it makes sense that this is the brand. It also follows NASCAR and their other international operations. Well, I'm going to say this. I haven't said I worked for NASCAR, the NASCAR Pinty Series for a long time. On my resume, it has said NASCAR Canada for a while now because it's, I mean, to be fair, I ran the NASCAR Pinty Series social media and communications, but I also managed the overall kind of news and brand of NASCAR in Canada, as you see with the N like basketball and MLB and NHL, they have Canadian branches of their sports. Right. So I think this kind of fits a little bit, again, like you said, in line with the the presenting partner model. Also, it's great to see Pinty's back and a new sponsor as well. In And so many people get this wrong, and I had been getting it wrong for so long. Everum. And I hope I didn't screw it up there because I'm going off memory. <laughs> I might have. Who knows? Because <laughs> I remember when we, at um, ICAR, everyone was saying Evirum. Right. Because that's kind of how it looks, but it's yes. Everum. 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 Okay. Just for everybody listening. Seems pretty straightforward to me. Um, there are those that will say, well, well, let's, let's, let's first, maybe I'll just say this now is I'm glad all the bitching is getting out of the way quickly (laughs) so that we can move on and discuss things that are a relevant and b true involved with the series with the, 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 the silliness that has gone on over the last uh, couple of weeks. It's amazing that when some people see something or in fact, don't even see something it just starts with speculation. If someone speculates this is happening and someone else hears that 
and decides that it is actual fact as opposed to bullshit and then decides that they will add their own little spin and twist onto it. And this, this is why I have kind of the uh, love-hate relationship <laughs> with so many social media, media platforms is because as soon as someone writes something or posts something, others take that as gospel and, and fact, which it might be, but very often it is not. And we've seen a lot of that over the last little while, since the end of the actual season to this point in time where the 2024 schedule for NASCAR Canada has been announced. There's been an awful lot of, I'll just politely say nonsense, that has been spewed out by so many who, quite frankly, should know better. And let's hopefully now move forward in a positive direction because... There's a, there's a lot to be excited about with this series. Sure, I know there, there's a couple of racetracks that aren't on the schedule that have been on the schedule previously. Let's move forward and decide how we want to approach the schedule and the tracks that are on the track. This is what's happening. You can, you can not be happy that the, the, the Toronto track is on. I'll, I'll, I'll take this here and say, like, you know what? The Toronto race moved a, late, a week later next year. It conflicts with Saskatoon, and Saskatoon needed to move to be a weekend race. They've been wonderful partners for so many years holding a midweek race, but it's better to be on a Saturday night. So it's a conflict next year. This is what happens, and hopefully it's just one year, and we can move forward, and everybody can be back. But but other tracks have come and gone in the series schedule in every other series, Toronto so this is not a new have. thing. Right. This is not a new thing. So there's no need to bitch for a month about it. No, and I think another good point you, that I want to mention about Toronto is a lot of people are forgetting that next year we have the Olympics, which seriously impacts IMSA's schedule, yes. NASCAR, every every single racing schedule, yes. anyone that is in partnership with NBC. Because for two, three weeks, it is all Olympics. Yes, absolutely. Wall to wall. And by the way, it takes a little time to get ready for that event that comes every couple of years as well. So... Be cool, except that what we have is a pretty cool schedule with uh, with new races and returning tracks and a lot of reasons for, for excitement and positive momentum going forward with a, a cool new, what I believe is a cool new rebrand as well. So I'm, I'm, I'm taking the, uh, the approach as these are very positive steps. And again, I don't know that it was a uh, officially announced previously, but mentioned in the announcement with the rebrand and the new schedule, Alan LeBras is the new general manager of NASCAR Canada, which is fantastic news. He has been in an integral part of just Canadian motorsports. He's a Hall of Famer. If yes, he I is. Yes, he correctly. is. So to have someone like him who has, I first time I met him was when he was general manager of St. Stash. Mm -hmm. or promoter or whatever his actual position is. I can't remember. But I've been hearing a lot throughout the day as people have been coming onto the sites and congratulating Alan, just the different roles he's kind of had throughout his career in Canadian motorsports. And to have someone like him as general manager is going to be just, it's going to take the series to new levels. 
I think it's a terrific move. As you mentioned, uh, a member of the Canadian Motorsport Hall of Fame, uh, track owner, operator, promoter, uh, driver, agent. He's been involved at a, at a number of different levels and in a number of different capacities very successfully, I might add. So this is this is very good news for the series. And again, the the whole nonsense speculation of this, oh, well, it's it's going to be a Quebec series and it's all about Quebec now. Honestly, I think Quebec was underrepresented in the series prior to now. I think, and I think it's a good thing to have uh, have a little more Quebec representation because there are so many teams and drivers that come from Quebec. I think it's great that they have a little better representation. And yeah, I, th I think you just said it. You you've actually kind of just encapsulated everything perfectly. Todd has hit all the the nails on the head there, but I think sorry I didn't mean to take over. I did with the, I didn't I didn't mean to. But very it's passionate like, about this. I'm a little passionate about some of the but, stupidity that I've seen. No, but I mean I'm as an as a somebody who's kind of grown up going to the East Coast. I'm super excited to see Riverside back on the schedule as well. Absolutely. Again, terrific track. Um, I, I think it's uh, I think it's nice to have them back. Two races at, at Riverside as well, which is going to be interesting. So again, there's three races in the East. There's races in Quebec. There's races in Ontario. There's races in the West. That sounds like a national series to me. It doesn't sound mm -hmm. like a Quebec series. Eleven tracks, six provinces. So yeah, so we're excited and uh, looking forward to the the future with um, NASCAR Canada. So you, I, I imagine, have been rather busy preparing to drop all this uh, drop all this info on everyone at once, which is is great that we we have this now and we can all start planning and working on our schedules for twenty twenty four. You, of course, haven't been doing anything else because all you did was move in the last few weeks. So it's it's been I, a I real low-key, quiet time for you. Yeah, no. Um, the idea that things would calm down after Delaware, I think I had about... Actually, I'm not even going to say it. It hasn't calmed down because I went from Delaware to full-blown apartment hunting, found a place, and then got it for... November 1st and then had mm -hmm. about three weeks to pack and then in the last two weeks have been unpacking and you know building an office and a right. life in my 700 square foot apartment with my boyfriend right and also doing all the rebrand stuff so it's been very uh very quiet relaxed and low-key I I have news for you it it doesn't slow down no. There, it, the off season doesn't slow down. The the season of racing doesn't slow down. It's sort of a, it, it has little dips like around Christmas and New Year's and stuff. There'll be mm -hmm. a little bit of a slowdown then, but it, it, it has little dips, but that's, that's really all about it. So, but that's, that's part of what gets us excited too, is we're all passionate. We're all excited about what's, what's to come and, and I'm looking forward to it. So it's, um, I, I, I think it's good news. I think, I think really moving forward i'm i'm excited to see where we go next and that's that's i guess kind of how i felt about this series for as long as i can remember is that there's great potential and i can't wait to see where we go next you meant we mentioned hall of fame when yes. we were talking about alan yes and in the last couple of weeks we also had the 2023 class of yes. the motorsports hall of fame announced with our very own Mark Dilley, but mm -hmm. also James Hinchcliffe mm -hmm. and Cup Series director Brad Moran. 
I'm I'm glad you mentioned that because that's you're right. This it has been a long time since we've done a podcast. You're right because that was <laughs> that would have been to talk about. That would have come up until we talked about Alan. <laughs> I know, but isn't isn't that great? Because uh, Brad Moran, I'm so glad that he has been recognized and and elected into the the Canadian Motorsports Hall of Fame. It's it's I, I'm I'm pretty sure he's not going to be at the ceremony, unfortunately, because the Daytona 500 is the next yeah. day. So I'm thinking he's probably going to be busy. Is it with back? That. So it's back to that week now of that right before um, February 17th is the induction. Because ceremony. it was. Why do I remember it being different last year? Because I went last year, and I it but was, I remember it also being with the Toronto Motor like Auto Show. It is part of the Auto Show. The Auto Show stretches over two weekends. It, uh, it is on the first weekend of the auto show this year. It was on the second weekend last year. It will be on the first weekend of the auto show this year on February 17th. Well, so, I'm going to miss it this year. Oh, fine. Be like that. I'll be there. And um, Sorry. yes, but no, but it's, 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 uh, I, I, I think it's terrific. And, and yes, for, uh, for Mark Dilley as well, very, very nice to have him recognized for his, his participation as, as, as a racer and a participant in, in racing in Canada and the United States, but he's done so much, so much other work in the world of racing and motorsports and business. So it's, uh, it's very nice to have his contributions recognized. General manager or owner, I can't remember of Sunset Speedway. Right. So he's, so. he's had a lot of roles in, in a lot of different things. So I, I think it's, uh, I think it's wonderful. So I also saw on the website and I meant to mention this to you earlier, but I saw a news posting on the Canadian Motorsport Hall of Fame website that you were elected to the board of directors. That is correct. Yes. I was asked and um, voted as a member of the board of directors in the middle of this year, a few months ago. So I was I was honored when I got a phone call asking if I would uh, consider this. And I am a, a, a and I thought the yes, I uh, absolutely would because I I think that the Canadian Motorsport Hall of Fame is a is a very worthwhile venture, and I think that there is a lot of great Canadian and Canadian contributions that are worthy of recognition. So when they asked me to be on the board of directors, I said yes. And fortunately, I was nominated, and the board agreed and allowed me to come in and join because that's the process. Is is you know there's 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 no guarantee. I was pretty confident it would go through, but yes, it was. Uh... So wait, so that means somebody else, like somebody, other people on the board, though. So how did? So how did how did I become a member? Is that what yeah. you're? Well, I was asked if I would consider putting my name forward for a nomination, and I okay. and I and I had a conversation um, with uh, with Peter Lockhart, who who called me and said, "Would I consider it?" And he's the he's the chairman, and I said, "Thank you. I'm honored that you would think of me, and yes, I will." So my name is put forward for consideration to join the board. The board votes on it, whether I'm a thumbs up or thumbs down. Fortunately, there were more thumbs up than thumbs down. So I got through. Congratulations. Thank you. It's um it's it's nice to be uh nice to be a part of it. So again, I'm uh, uh I'm a supporter and I think it's uh it's a very worthwhile endeavor. So yeah, and uh, again, there's lots of lots of great uh great people that are going in this year and being recognized. Um, you can go to the website and, and learn a little bit more about the Hall of Fame as well. So do we, do we, we haven't talked about the NASCAR Cup Series championship yet. 
And I know you have feelings and you're quite happy about the 2023 Cup Series champion. Ryan Blaney won the 2023 Cup Series championship. Yes, he did. He did. <laughs> it was it was literally the day after we moved and we had gone out to dinner with um, so I had watched a little bit of Martinsville the week before and then I was like nice Ryan's in it but I felt that way when Ross got into it last year because just because I thought it would have been an amazing story to see Chastain win after right. his, the move at Martinsville right in the wall yes yeah um but I was like I, I've loved Blaney for like the longest time. I love his podcast. I think it's super creative. I haven't listened to the episode they just did where they talk about his championships. It's on my to listen to list. Um, but it was one of those feelings of like, I feel like Larson's got this in the bag, like, or Byron, who was, you know, po actual points leader at that point and had won and like had been very dominant the entire season. Right. I was kind of just like, like, he's my, like, he, I want him to win, but he's the dark horse. We go out to, lunch with our friends that were helping us unpack and build furniture and we i asked them to put on the cup series race because of course and i'm like okay yeah like and just as we're watching it he comes into first i'm like nice okay it's actually pretty tight but again i'm like still a dark horse it's it's racing it ain't over till it's over so i'm like we're unpacking and stuff and because I, I don't have a tv or anything set up i can't watch it mm -hmm. and then i see that there's 10 laps to go and blaney's in first and I absolutely lost my shit. And I watched the last 10 laps. And my friends are just looking at me like, she's crazy. <laughs> Is she going to be okay? <laughs> I was, I do have to say, I was very, very happy for my friend Patrick Suchan, who actually got to be there for it, who is also a Blaney fan. Because mm -hmm. I was very jealous of him, but I was very happy he got to be there for it. Because it was just, I think it was so many, and this goes back to the bitching a little bit of so many people were bitching and complaining because Blaney wasn't really the most dominant car. And they said he didn't really deserve to win or it's just, it's a new era of NASCAR and he knew what he had to do to win. Right. Absolutely. And, and this is the, the part that yes, I, I can understand the, the frustration a little bit, but these are the rules. This is how the championship works. He followed through, he achieved, he won. He's the championship. He's the, the championship winner in, in 2023. If the rules were different, then somebody else might have been a winner. But, mm -hmm. but all you can do is follow along the path that has been laid out. If the rules are different next year, then somebody else might win. Somebody else or, or Ryan Blaney might win again. You mm -hmm. don't know. But those are, those are the steps to winning the championship. He achieved them. And like it or not, this is the way it is. So he, yes, he's absolutely a very worthy champion because he accomplished the, uh, the feat as Ness as laid out. Yep. And I think it, I'm just, I'm just so happy. You're I haven't just spent happy. any, I'm just happy. I Have haven't spent any, yet? no, no. Okay. I, I just bought an entire house worth of furniture, Todd. <laughs> I know, but, the, but that's an emotional purchase it's not a logical you know what i need this to set up this room kind of purchase mm -hmm. that's a an impulse emotional purchase and they're two very different things yeah I, I need to go on and take a look i definitely want to get the the die cast i i wasn't i took a look at the shirts i wasn't crazy about any of them which is mm -hmm. funny because i was when as i was unpacking i was looking at all of my other you know nascar um 
like driver shirts and i have one from um jimmy johnson's and chase elliott's actually when he won his so jimmy's seventh championship and then chase's 2020 championship Mm -hmm. and they just feel they just look nicer than what's on the store right now i wasn't crazy about them so i gotta i gotta hunt a little bit for some better championship merch yeah different styles again different eras different years so the designs and everything look a little bit differently so we should also mention the other motorsport event that has just recently wrapped up in las vegas nevada viva las vegas much discussed i don't know if you saw the opening to the telecast of oh that looks like was it are you talking about the one that looked like the hunger games or no 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 i'm talking about the reciting of the lyrics to viva las vegas but in a uh, it's it's pretty cool i thought it was i thought it was very clever the way they did that and but there was again a great deal of hype slash anticipation slash bitching about this event i think we've come up with the title for this episode by the way is (laughs) Is, is is everyone had thoughts, ideas, and opinions on it before they, they had even opened the garages. And that's fine. And it didn't look great in the early going because the track wasn't cooperating. And we had a Ferrari sustain a couple of million dollars damage because a piece of the track damaged the car. Certainly not an ideal set of circumstances. But by the end of the weekend... It was an unbelievable event. It was one of the best races of the season. And as soon as I I was watching it and I'm thinking to myself that that track looks so slippery. And then you're hearing the the commentators talking. It's just, it it is, it was a very slippery track, but it made for a dramatic race. Uh, the, The last lap pass for the second spot on the podium for the Ferrari, I thought was great. And it was, it was a, it was a terrific event. Did it go perfectly? No. Will things be better, more improved, and run smoother next year? Absolutely. Does this event have a long-term future? Sure looks like it because they have a deal for 10 years. So, really? 10 years? Yeah, it's a 10-year deal. So th- this is not just, oh, we're going to drop in for a year or two and try this and see how it goes. This is, they, I mean, they, they spent hundreds of millions of dollars to build a building and 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 stuff. So this is this is something that's kind of they expect to grow in the years ahead. And I think this might go back to maybe how I think social media has kind of played into this is the there's there's a side of TikTok that's like Vegas talk. And it's, you know, when it's not F1, it's how to get cheap hotels on the strip and stuff like that. And the yeah. odd time I'll end up on it. And I don't know how, because I've literally never been to Vegas in my life. But so, so there's already this like pre- determined side to TikTok. Yes. There was an aspect of it where months ago when building finally started, people, all people were doing were co- were coming on and saying it's destroying Vegas. It's, mm-hmm. it's, you can't get to the fountains. You can't get to here. You can't get to there. And then as it ramped up and we got closer and closer and construction for the venue became way more no- noticeable, mm-hmm. it got the, the bitching got louder and louder and louder and louder and then all of a sudden i think maybe so and i think it kind of hit a pinnacle maybe a week or two before the event and then i want to say the week of the event it was a lot of influencers like on my way to like right races in vegas um 
but it i think once it actually happened you heard the bitching stop because it it's very easy to knock something that hasn't happened yet and pick it apart every yeah. little piece yeah. and yeah you're gonna have people that are ripping the film off of your barriers and so it's like it happens at the honda indy it happens at gp3r it happens every time you have a street course track that yes the public has access to up until that event. Ha it ha that happens with freaking music con like of course. Festivals. It's very easy to knock stuff, but I think it was it was just it was I found it fascinating how loud that bitching was and how widespread it was on Instagram and TikTok until the event actually happened. Until tickets were. Like the stands, the stands were filled, and I, I don't know. I didn't hear anything about them being a sold out crowd, but I saw pictures of some of the stands, and they were very filled. Yes, absolutely. And it's it's a first time event. You're going to have hiccups. The track, you're right. The track coming apart after what eight minutes or something of of the first practice is not ideal, and it took hours to to make repairs. This is not the first time this sort of thing has happened during. Uh, a, a street race, especially where it's it's a very complicated process to to build out a track and and do that. In from 2005 to 2007, they ran a Champ Car, the one of the predecessors of, of the IndyCar mm -hmm. race in San Jose, California, and it was a terrific event. And I worked there for those three years. First year, they had a problem with the track. The track went uh, went green at eight o'clock in the morning, or was supposed to go green at eight o'clock in the morning. And they had a problem with the track because they had trolley tracks that run through the course. Took them until the afternoon to get it sorted out. Once they did, uh, it was great. It was cool. It was fun. It was a dramatic event. Uh, Paul Tracy and Alex Tagliani had a fight in pit lane. It was, uh, it was, oh, it was, it was outrageous. It was fantastic. But, but having issues with a street course, especially, and building something this complicated is not unusual to have a hiccup. Was it handled perfectly? Uh, you do your best. You do the best that you can under the circumstances. Did they learn a lot this year that they'll take to next year and years going forward? Hundred percent. The build is also not going to take nearly as long next year mm -hmm. because most of the infrastructure is now in place. Mm -hmm. So you can you can let that negative bitching, since that seems to be the word of the day, uh, influence you and and take over. Or I think it's unfortunate that it's become harder and harder sometimes just to just to turn off the the garbage and actually find out what's going on and make your own judgments and opinions. Right, and that's where it's like I I, I said I was fascinated with TikTok because it was mm -hmm. really like it like it didn't feel like there was any other news that was there, but it, it and I've seen this before with like celebrity perception like a perception of a celebrity or an event or a concert or something like that where right the algorithm kind of pushes a narrative almost yes but it, it was very social media is weird now especially once you mix influencers with the news and events it's you still have to you still have to have your own filter and determine mm -hmm. what what's true what's nonsense and decide how you feel about stuff you can't just you shouldn't just let a, a 15 second video determine your opinion mm -hmm. on a very large and complex issue especially so um, i did i did find it interesting though that in the days leading up to that 
hotel prices and ticket prices dropped so drastically. Yes. That was, um, and well, but when but that's, that's finding the, finding the market level too. I mean, the mm -hmm. prices that were quoted at the beginning of the year were outrageous. Absolutely like, outrageous. I think it was something like it was started out somewhere around like $2,000 for just a Sunday ticket. And then now you could find like triple day passes for like under a grand or something like that. And same with hotels. It was like, like a grand a night. And then it went down to its normal weekend rate of like two fifty a night. Mm -hmm. And it was like, yeah, because nobody who in their right mind has money to spend a thousand dollars a night for a hotel room. There are some that do, and if yeah. they they choose to, that's great. But again, that's that's finding the finding the mm -hmm. market too. This is not an event for um, this is not a low budget weekend event that you can it's like go Monaco. To. That well, this this is a big deal. So it, understand that this is going to be a big ticket item going forward. This is right. not a hey, you know what? Let's do a real economical uh, uh, trip to go to a race and go to Vegas at the same time. It's <laughs> not uh, that's that's not really going to I mean, be the approach. I mean, a good weekend in Vegas isn't really that cheap. No. If you want to risk getting bed bugs and you can do anything for, knows whatever else for, for a, a small budget, uh, but it's you know, again, you should expect the experience that you're paying for. So don't bring a black light if you're paying fifty bucks a night for a room. <laughs> yeah, I think that's a I think that's a reasonable um, a reasonable expectation. Uh, do you have any food stories that you want to share? Because we haven't, uh, again, it's been ages. I, I don't know if you have I've any. ordered in a lot. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I know. And you do that when you're moving. I can, yeah. I can fully appreciate that. So um, um, I have a few. Go, lay them on me. Um, we went to, I can't, I'm not even going to attempt to pronounce it. But, um, so I'm down now in the Toronto waterfront area, as yes. you can see by my background. Yeah. Um, we're not super far away from like Rogers Center. Like I, I, I kind of want to call it the sporting area of Toronto. It's just a big row of sporting venues. Um, so we're not far from Rogers Center or uh, Scotiabank Arena now. Um, we made the mistake on my birthday. And we now have rectified this mistake by putting when we have hockey games and Raptors games on our calendar. Uh, <laughs> so we yes. know how busy it's going to be outside when we will yes. leave. Um, we made the mistake of going for my birthday out for dinner and not making a reservation on a Leafs game night. <laughs> oh, that's bad. So, but we still went to, we went to the, um, the Italian restaurant that's right next to the Delta. Mm -hmm. And it was very good. good. Great carbonara. Um, oh, yeah. But we got seated at the bar, which is to be expected when you don't make a reservation on game night. Sure. Um, my other one was uh, we went to this place, my boyfriend and I, to play board games last night, actually, uh, by Dundas Young Square called the Twilight Cafe. And it's a board game cafe. Um, oh, wow. But it's it's kind of, um, I don't want to say K-pop theme, but it's like, it's, it's a lot of um, Korean um, cuisine. So uh -huh. it's bubble tea and ramen noodles and udon and things like that. And they have like what I got an udon noodle meal that I kind of called um, spicy craft dinner and hot dogs. <laughs> on steroids. It was very good, but um, I, I could have made it at home pretty easily, but um, it was still good. Um, bubble tea was great. Um, but yeah, it's a cute little area so that you 
this is this is a, a, a board game cafe. So you could bring, you know, if you if you had your no, they have a people. menu. Yeah. So if you had a group of friends, they have a menu of board games. Yes. And it, they range in everything from like they have like the super intense strategy games. Right. Like like risk times ten. Gotcha. But then all the little ones down to like Uno. And they have like right, decks of cards right. there and stuff like that. So you could go for a date or go take a group of friends and stuff and play board games. I didn't know if it was like, food. yeah, I didn't know if it was like golf where if, if there's just two of you going that they would pair you with another group or whatever. So you would have a foursome and stuff. Or if you just, this is just, it's restricted to just your group. No, it's, um, I mean, I'm sure you could go. I mean, and there are people in there that weren't even playing games. They were just eating mm -hmm. and like working and using it as kind of like an internet cafe sort of thing, gotcha. which I thought was also a good idea. Um, but yeah, it's, you can just go in, you and your your buddy and play whatever game floats your boat. Um, and there's other ones in Toronto. There's like, there's a, a chain called Snakes and Lattes that mm -hmm. does that. Um a lot of times you can go up uh, snakes and lattes is a little bit more like top tier where it's like they have people there that specifically know the games know which ones are good for single players or not single right. players like two players five players so on and so forth and sure. can actually teach you how to play um this place was a little bit more like come in with your group order some food interesting game so interesting. um and then my other one was we tried chef's plate for the first time mm-hmm maybe in the future because i really liked it but it's it's almost almost on par with grocery prices right now minus the shipping almost. but um yeah this is my pitch for them to be a sponsor okay there you go sure absolutely absolutely so my one food story comes from my road trip from driving from southern ontario to uh florida which i did uh, last last yeah. week so He's i stopped right now and i hate him yeah, it's 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 you know, it's pretty nice. So I, I I stopped in Knoxville, Tennessee, to visit my wonderful friend Natalie, Cindy, who Natalie, who is an avid viewer listener of this podcast, by the way. And yeah, she's uh, she's wonderful. I haven't seen her in in many years. So we went out to a little place. A lot they were real cool little square in the middle of in the middle of Knoxville, which was packed. Because the University of Tennessee, which is in Knoxville, was playing Georgia the next day, so a hundred thousand people or so come into town for the for the football game. So we went to uh, Not Watson's Kitchen, is the name of the place. And she said to me, "Have do you like fried green tomatoes?" And I said, "I've never had fried green tomatoes." She said, "We're we're getting some." So we had fried green tomatoes, which are green tomatoes fried, had a little pimento cheese on on top, and some uh, some uh, crispy uh, ham as well. Fantastic, awesome. Good smash burger as well, and uh, and the bourbon and lemonade drink was also very uh, very welcome at the, at that time. So that's my my food story. But yeah, it was it was really nice to uh, wonderful to see her and just to uh, to experience a new downtown, terrific downtown. Just really walking friendly, like there was just teeming with people. Uh, again, there for the football game and stuff, of course. But it was just a, a really cool vibe and a really cool feel downtown. Yeah, that's the one thing when we when um, I went to Bristol with LP back in 2022, we flew into Knoxville, but we didn't really get, I didn't we didn't get a chance to go and check it out, which mm -hmm. was kind of a shame because it looked like a cool city. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty neat. So it was nice to uh, nice to see uh, see her and catch up and to uh, experience that. So we'll um, so we will we will again 
not go what six weeks between podcast episodes i think we'll i think we can tighten that up just a little bit over the next little while yeah. we'll we're getting into you know holiday season it's it's thanksgiving here and uh, the next day or so so it's just kind of it'll be busy but we'll we'll definitely tighten up the uh, frequency of of episodes because there's there's a lot of exciting things and good things to talk about always and even though it is off season there is still a world of motorsports to explore and yes. there are lots of topics that we can talk about outside of motorsports but also in general in the motorsports world which so. we often do because as we like to say this is racing is the conduit that brings us together to discuss all kinds of uh, items the thoughts ideas opinions and suggestions of the racing it out podcast and todd and caitlin are those of todd and caitlin and do not belong represent or in any way shape or form should be taken as an opinion idea thought or suggestion from anyone we may have previously currently or might work for in our natural lives how's that pretty widespread that's you covered the next 60 years of my life <laughs> well it's there like, you go from we'll just, zero to 100 but once we'll just, we hit 101 you can sue us all you want yeah <laughs> yeah we'll just cut that little segment out we'll just we'll just drop that into every episode going forward it covers it all all right <laughs> very good it? <laughs> All right. Well, this has been another edition of Racing It Out. You can follow us on all the podcast platforms and watch us on YouTube. And we'll see you guys next time. <laughs>